You're listening to Titan Nature's Yellowstone, a podcast for those that don't get out, can't get out, or can never get enough. Sponsored by Think Tank Photo. Think Tank Photo designs camera carrying solutions for working professionals. Welcome to another episode of Tied to Nature's Yellowstone. I am here doing a, a recap on the month of May. It's May 27th. There's only a couple days left for the month. So I decided to go ahead and do the recap and tell you what's been going on in the month of May. So first, I want to mention that I think it was May 3rd, the Yellowstone's Volcanic Observatory came out with their annual report for 2020, and you can find that online. And it was it was interesting. There's a couple things that they mentioned in there. Overall in Yellowstone, there was 1,722 earthquakes, um, which is about right. I think anywhere from 15 to 2,500 earthquakes. I usually say 1,000 to 3,000 earthquakes a, a year in Yellowstone. So most of those small being under a, a three. I think that was the same for this year. Yellowstone is always kind of moving, I guess, up and down. And it considered with subsiding. So it was moving down, lowering, and about, they say, one to two centimeters uh, a year. So about an inch a year that's moving. During 2020, a Steamboat Geyser had 48 eruptions. A uh, good recap on the year. And as I was reading the report, something that, uh, I thought was neat and they were redoing was, you know, updating some of the maps where some of these maps haven't been updated or, you know, exactly where is this lava flow or where is this caldera rim at in this portion of the park. Uh, since some of that hasn't been done since we've had the GPS technology that we have now to be able to pinpoint areas, kind of like with the coronavirus this last year, they were spending some time doing that where it was things they didn't have to be out as much or they could be uh, secluded or isolated or, you know, whatever we, or we call this social distancing during that 2020. But other things, let's get into the month of May. Steamboat Geyser, it only has only gone off once, and that was May 5th. So that's, we're almost, what, 21 days since that time. So I imagine it could be going any day now. We might get one more steamboat eruption before the end of May. Animals this month started off slow for wildlife. It was hard to kind of find a bear. Um, Well, I should say not slow for wildlife, all the wildlife. It was slow for bears. I was expecting to be a little busier on the bears up in Yellowstone. Whereas in the Tetons, Grand Teton National Park, it was a lot of grizzly bear and activity down that way. But May started it off slow. For bears, and then it really picked up. Just for example, there was a couple days that uh, was out on tours, and I think the most we saw one day was 16 bears. There's one day, oh, about a week ago, we're in Lamar Valley, and we actually just saw two black bears, a courting pair of black bears in the trees. And we went up the road a little bit and found out there was a couple grizzly bears, three of them, um, coming on the opposite side of the road, and they were going to be visible soon. So we stopped and Pretty soon, this the sow grizzly bear, two two year old cubs, comes in and they're up on the hillside. And meanwhile, I, I noticed uh, another sow and two two year old cubs on the other side of the valley. And up high, really high up on the Norris, there was a courting pair of grizzly bears. So we're standing in this one place and we're seeing, looking different directions, 
eight grizzly bears, not to mention the two grizz- the two black bears we just had had just wandered off, so we couldn't get those at the same time. May really towards the end of May, and that's probably typical. I think we're just excited to for bears. You know, May's first of May is probably always a little slower, but then it picks up. And so that's the case right now. You can still go into Lamar Valley or through Yellowstone and and see a bear. If you're looking for a bear, sometimes they say in May and June, just go north, start driving out through, you know, to Lamar and drive through Lamar and back. There's a good chance that you'll see a bear along the way. Bears have been good. Black bears have been picked up, picking up. So, you know, I, I haven't heard of any grizzly bear with coys, cubs of the year in Yellowstone, except, well, yes, I have. High up in a few areas, nothing down low, nothing close. So up on, for example, Specimen Ridge, I think there's two different sows, both with kois up there. Uh, black bears with kois, cubs of the years, there's a couple of those around in a couple different areas that I've seen. Uh, so in general, overall, and I should mention Hayden Valley as well. Most of the bears that I've seen out there have been more of a, a distance not quite the activity in Hayden Valley yet as far as bears um, or black bears in the canyon area. Still a little slower on that side going north to find most have most of the bear activity. But it's been picking up, and I think uh, June is the best, best month for bears. And if we get into June, it's, it's going to get better. Uh, so that's kind of the bears. You know, bison calves or bison and their calves, I mean— the red dogs, which are bison calves, they're all over now. And just everywhere you go, there's the little red dogs running around. So, and bison, uh, they're still on the move, still getting a lot, you know, along the Madison and the fire hole down to Old Faithful. And this is the time progresses here into June and July. We're going to see most of those gone. They might be along the fire hole through the summer still. Uh, you'll start getting a lot more bison in Hayden Valley, which there's some out of there out there, but we don't have the big herds yet. Of course, Lamar Valley, a bison all through Lamar and all the way from Mammoth to Lamar. And that's pretty typical. There's days that you'll go into Lamar later in the summer and you'll see, it seems like every bison in, in a northern herd is in Lamar Valley, but they always kind of move back and forth through that, that area. Uh, elk, I mean, it's only been the last week, week and a half or two that we've started seeing elk in the interior. We've got them on the Madison. In Hayden Valley, you know, still visible in different places on the northern range. We get further into the the summertime; those kind of disappear on the northern range, except for Mammoth. Mammoth, you got to have them there year round. But other places, you know, they're they're going back in the trees or going high elevations. A couple places it seems like through the summertime that are very consistent to see elk would be Mammoth Hot Springs. Uh, Hayden Valley, which I think they just like the hanging out in the river there, and down towards West Thumb. I have not seen any pictures yet of elk calves, which seems kind of late. Just I think three years ago, I saw my first elk calf. It was probably early. But I have not seen any pictures of elk calves. I've heard reports of elk calves, um, but not have, have not seen any pictures yet. So it's that time of year. Usually we say last week of May, First week of June when the elk calves start dropping. So those should be picking up here pretty soon. Um, other species of note, I've heard of a, a rumor of a great gray owl hanging out. I'll just mention by the lake. That's a typical place to find them. Uh, but the lake is big. I don't want to give specific places 
on some of these species just because it's they're vulnerable to for all kinds of reasons. So if you're looking for an owl or looking for a species, feel free to contact me and I can try to help you cue into some of those. Uh, other species, I've heard of a few badger dens. Most of the time, those are on that northern range out in Lamar Valley. Hayden Valley, I've seen a badger once or twice. I've seen um, badger holes and things, but they're just not as prevalent down that way. Uh, bighorn sheep around the Yellowstone picnic area is typical for this time of year, but pretty sh- soon they'll be moving into the canyon as they're, they're giving birth to their lambs. Mountain goats, I have not made it out to Baronet Peak yet because I've been going out towards Pebble Creek or what an area called Round Prairie. Uh, pretty close to the Pebble Creek uh, campground area, and looking at those cliffs, and I've been finding mountain goats there on a regular basis, although some of the snow that we've had recently, it makes it a little harder to find these mountain goats. That's the other species, pronghorn. You know, pronghorn are back in the valley, we only see them on the northern range. Moose, moose, you know, in the summertime, I typically don't get out early enough to the far end of Lamar Valley, again, that round prairie area to see moose, but I've heard they've been out there still in the mornings. Uh, I've heard of a a moose calf being seen in the Tetons already. Uh, So it's getting that time of year that we'll start seeing a lot more baby animals. Uh, Oh, wolves. That's a big one I need to mention. Wolves. So let's start north with uh, the Junction Butte Pack, you know, where they den at and viewing that there has been, as last I checked, eight puppies. So I think five gray puppies and three black puppies at the den site. So very, very good. And that makes it consistent there up until they, they move those puppies and when they move them, who knows? So that's a very good viewing on those wolves. And as there's a den site, you know, the adults are moving back and forth throughout the day to that. And from that den site, as they got to help feed those puppies and feed those, I guess you could call them babysitters or mothers. And I, I mentioned babysitters, not saying all mothers are babysitters, but there are wolves that will have that responsibility at the den to to help watch those puppies. And so wolves have been very active up in the north side. As far as the south side of the park in Hayden Valley, then you know another active pack is the Wapiti Lake Pack. They've been active and hit and miss. I have not seen them as much this year. I've seen some the other day, you know, out on the distance uh, in Hayden Valley. Um, there was some for a little bit along the Madison River. There was a, a bison carcass there, which a lot of ex- people were expecting a lot from. And, you know, getting a bear or something and the wolves would come and go from it. And for quite a while, actually, which was impressive, but it, nothing lasted very long. It was it was hard to guess when they would show up and how long they would be there when these wolves would show up on the Madison. But that was probably part of the Wapiti Lake Pack, which... Again, they spend most of their time out in that Hayden side, and maybe if, sometimes around Old Faithful. I've heard some sightings of wolves around, I shouldn't say just Old Faithful, but um, through the geyser basins, Fountain Flats, and those wolves have a big area. They move back and forth, and I, I heard somebody did see a single puppy um, with that pack in the distance in Hayden Valley. So, and there's other packs around. They're not as consistent. I'm not sure. I saw just south of Mammoth this last week a, a black wolf, and it could have just been moving through. Sounded like there was a few of them through there. Uh, I don't know what pack it might have been, eight-mile pack or some 
some other pack, but usually the, the Junction Butte pack up by Lamar Valley and the Wapiti Lake back in Hayden Valley are the most consistent wolves to see. Other species, you know, pikas are going to be out, yellow-bellied marmots, lots of ground squirrels. So animals are definitely out. It's a good time for animals. Bald eagle and ospreys are on their nest. So animals are good. Um, as far as other thermal activity, you know, we've seen Old Faithful a few times this summer so far. And we went out the other day and we watched Riverside and we watched Castle Geyser. So with updates on those, as far as timing and stuff, you know, the best thing to do is call the Park Service's hotline to find out eruption times and the plus or minus 10 minutes or 45 minutes or whatever it is, depending on the geyser, to keep up to date. And actually, I'll mention that if you're really interested in the geysers and the hot springs, to keep up to date of, as far as what's going on, since there's so much activity there, I would recommend an app. It's not only an app, it's a website, but it's uh, Geyser Times. Go to Geyser Times. You'll be able to get to the predictions of the different geysers as well as uh, other activity as far as thermal activity going on in the park. And a lot of things that the Park Service doesn't predict, but these these guys, what I you know refer to as geyser gazers, I think they might refer to themselves as, as that as well. Keep track of a lot of the thermal activity and the geysers in the park and hot springs. And so to get a better idea of all the different thermal activity that they're, they're watching and updating, Geyser Times. Uh, look that up, and that's a great resource. Uh, other things that have been going on, I'll mention the weather. The weather this time of year is all over the place. We've had some great days up in the 70s. Uh, we had a day uh, last week, a week ago, I guess, uh, on Friday, where I took in my aunt and uncle and cousins, and we went into the park for the day and came back out, and it was it was snowing, and we got stuff stuck in traffic for five hours because of an accident. And once we got going at 10 o'clock, the roads were nasty. It was slushy. It was icy. We've had some snow, um, quite a bit of it the last little bit. And so this time of year, uh, just a couple of days ago, you know, different roads were closing in the park uh, because of snow with those icing conditions. Um, they want to make sure people are safe. So they'll close down roads periodically. Currently looking out my window, there are some patches of blue, but it's it's raining outside. And it looks like that's the forecast for a little bit here. June typically gets a little better and warms up some more, but June can have some rain. It can have some snow again. But, uh, if you're traveling out here for the summer, I always tell people, dress in layers. You're going to need it. Uh, other updates. Um, those are the big ones that I can think of. Well, you know, I'm going to mention the birds. I mentioned a great gray owl. Kind of briefly mention, you know, uh, osprey or bald eagle on a nest. This time of year, you know, for where we're at, this is almost our peak migration. It's into May here is we're getting all of us, our songbirds back, our warblers. Um, I went out birding with a, a couple of the guides this morning. We're doing some training. And we, you know, the yellow rumps and uh, the yellow warblers. And we had chipping sparrows and juncos. and uh, evening grosbeaks and bluebirds and different waterfowl. We were watching some bald eagles and terns and seagulls and ducks. And so this is a great time of year as a lot of those birds are coming back in. They haven't set up territories for nesting. They're doing that. I mean, this morning in my front yard, I thought it was a little early, but 
there was a robin egg. So robins on their nests. And you have this period through here where some are nesting. Uh, some have already had hatched. Uh, their chicks have hatched. Their eggs have hatched. Uh, others may not even be on a nest or have a nest built. And they're, they're working towards that. So we're just getting into this, uh, you know, our migratory birds are back in. Most of them are probably here by now. Well, there's probably a few that are still on their way. Uh, birding is going to be good, and June is a great time to be birding out here. As for a lot of our songbirds and uh, the birds in general, as things pick up. With that, I'm trying to think if I've I've missed anything on this update. Nothing I can think about. Oh, you know, I did want to mention, I just saw a picture of some water here. The rivers are high right now. Rivers are muddy. Rivers are high. You have all the water, the snow, the melting, and the rivers are running high and they're muddy. And so it may not seem like it, you know, and depending on where you're at, you might be used to muddy rivers. Typically here, our rivers are clear. They're crystal clear. I often get people asked, oh, can I drink from the water? No, the, the water looks pristine. It looks good. But there's so many different things in that water. You do not want to drink from these rivers in Yellowstone. Although it may look crystal clear and beautiful, it is something to avoid. And now I think I've got most of those updates. I'm just going to mention a couple safety things for you. As you're visiting Yellowstone, I just it's bear season coming into June, the you know highest bear season. Hiking groups of three or more, carry bear spray. You know, watch a video on how to use the bear spray. And bear spray doesn't go on your backpack. I see that often. People clip it on their backpack so they have it with them. You see a bear, you can't get that backpack off and get that un, um, out fast enough if something happens. You know, most of the time that things don't happen. I had a friend, though, this uh, this last month, uh, Carl Mock, and he was ended up, you know, bad circumstances, uh, was mauled by a bear. He did deploy bear spray. He survived the attack, but passed away later from complications. So, and he was, he's an experienced guide. He was an experienced guide. Uh, he lives in bear countries, knows how these animals operate. He's been around a lot of them. Um, and it was a sad, sad thing that happened. And so something to remember is, you know, have bear spray in somewhere that you can get access it easy and fast, so it doesn't go in or on your backpack when you're out hiking. So I always like to mention the bear spray. As you are walking around places, another safety tip, um, pull over the, uh, well, two things here. One is when you're stopping your car, get over that white side of the line and then watch behind you because you're getting out for wildlife or looking at things. People aren't going to be paying attention to you per se. They want to know what everybody's looking at. So sometimes they're distracted as they're driving. So as you get out of your car, watch. But then the other thing to watch is along the roads, there's a lot of loose gravel. And this happened one of my tours, the only accident I've ever had on any of my tours last, well, any time. So that's 10 years. I had a gentleman one time was walking on the loose gravel, going down. We were going to look at a bear. And there's only a little slope, but two feet high. And that gravel, he just slipped on it. Ended up just dislocating his finger as he tried to catch himself. As you get out of your vehicle, as you're walking these sides of the roads, sometimes there's little steep areas, it's gravelly. Watch your footing. And with that, a good pair of shoes and a good pair of shoes or boots that can be often confused as to what that is. What's a good pair or a sturdy pair of shoes. That's something with grip on the bottom. There's something with some friction on there. Nothing that's slick on the bottom. 
you know, I'm, I'm wearing a pair of Columbia shoes now. I also wear Keen. Um, so just something to think about on those is a good sturdy pair of shoes that maybe it's uh, waterproof or water resistance because of the moisture we get out here, the rain and the snow. Uh, so that's kind of the, the tip for this, uh, for this time. You know, come out, enjoy Yellowstone, be safe. And just to give you a, a little something to look for to next week, I'm going to be interviewing Chris Jeremiah. He is the bison biologist, the lead bison biologist for Yellowstone National Park. And I had that interview with him and uh, some great stuff in there. So look forward to that this next week. And thanks for tuning in. Again, if you haven't, please like, share, follow Tide to Nature, the podcast. And uh, I'll just mention our sponsor, Think Tank Photo, and I appreciate their being willing to sponsor this podcast. Until next time, thanks for tuning in to Tide to Nature's Yellowstone. Thanks for listening to Tide to Nature's Yellowstone, the podcast for those that don't get out, can't get out, or can never get enough. Keep up to date with Tide to Nature and Think Tank Photo on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube.